Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? Coach Luca back here with the Vigor Life Podcast. I've been having a little bit of a, I would say, in and outs, traveling a lot, speaking a lot, doing a lot of uh, things. So the podcast is, uh, we're, we're still keeping it as frequent as we possibly can uh, during the, these times. But, you know, with that said, because like I said, I just came back from speaking at a uh, uh, WarriorCon uh, with, uh, I think it was about 650 people. Uh, I wanted to bring up and, and talk about something that I think is honestly one of the most important things. If you're, uh, well, let's just say if you're, a, if, honestly, if you're a business owner, but if you're a human being, because let's be real, conversations are the most important thing when it comes to being able to relate and communicate a message or, you know, influence or convince or, you know, sell or, or help somebody do something, right? So today we're going to talk about uh, ways for, uh, it's, it's going to be two sides of it. One is going to be seven different ways to, to have a better conversation. Actually, I'm probably going to throw in other tidbits that kind of pop up in my, my head, you know, uh, apart from some of the notes that I have. But on the other side of it is going to be, you know, things that are going to help you uh, speak better and have people listen to you. Because the thing is, like, in this world, we are so, honestly, like, here, here's a crazy statistic, right? There's a study done with 10,000 American adults. And what's found is that we're more polarized and divided than ever in history, and we're not listening to each other, right? So we make decisions on where to live, where to work, you know, who to marry, you know, on, on based on what we already believe. So we're, li- we're not really listening to each other. And I have you consider that, you know, even think, think back as to, like, the last conversation that you had, you know, how focused you were on actually listening to the other person. And, you know, because conversation requires a balance between talking and listening. Uh, and somewhere along the line, look, we pretty much lost that balance. And, you know, part of it is due to technology. Uh, and, you know, obviously, look, I, I'm one of those people that like technology can be fantastic, you know, but it can also be detrimental. And here's a crazy statistic that, you know, uh, a third of American teenagers send a hundred or more texts per day. Uh, you know, I may even fall in line with that. So, so, you know, when I'm saying that it just, it just shows that people are more likely to text and talk face to face. And that's the, that's the problem. It's like using text, using, using, you know, platforms like Instagram and, and Facebook and things like that. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Matter of fact, I mean, I use it heavily for, you know, communicating with, with audiences and, and obviously using it for marketing and, and, and putting value and content in the marketplace. Um, but it it's still, you know, when it when it derails the face-to-face communication and conversation, that, that's when it becomes a problem, right? So conversational competence. And you know, I talk about competence in uh in in the context of coaching, right? Like and all these things fall under coaching, right? We talk about, you know, understanding exercise science and program design and nutrition and, and uh, you know, movement competence and like, you know, FMS and yada. I mean, I could keep going on, right? That's all competence. But conversational competence is a hum- it's honestly, I think, one of the barriers to being able to it's, it's like bridging the gap, being able to, you know, to help somebody actually do the things that they must do to succeed with whatever the goal it is, if it's business coaching, if it's, you know, obviously training, nutrition, whatever it is. But I think it's one of the, you know, it's the single most overlooked skill that we teach uh, you know, and let's look at it just from kids standpoint, right? Kids spend hours a day engaging in ideas and conversation through screens. 
but rarely do they have an opportunity to hone their interper interpersonal communication skills, right? So th that's the crazy part about it. We talk about deliberate practice, and there's a lot of deliberate practice, you know, looking into the screen, but there's very, very little deliberate practice of actually, um, uh, you know, doing it face to face. And it, it might sound like a funny question, but is there any 21 first century skill more important than being able to sustain a coherent, confident conversation? I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. Um, so I make part of my living, you know, talking to people. And obviously a lot of that it has been, you know, for over a decade, for, you know, 12, 13 years now, just training people. Right. But now it's become, you know, coaching in different as, like aspects, whether it's the business coaching, whether it's the training, hey, team building and, and leadership, like talking to my team, speaking. You know, I just came back from a speaking engagement. Um, I, I sit down with a lot of people, whether it's collaborations, joint venture partnerships, whether it's, you know, investment money to, to you know, start another business, whatever it may be. Um, and, you know, I talk to people I like, but I also talk to people I don't like. I talk to people I strongly disagree with. I talk to... Uh, you know, people that maybe I barely know or just met or some people that I know more, right? But no matter what it is, uh, like my goal is to have a great conversation with them. Now, when I, when I do this podcast, like for me, a lot of all of these things is learning, right? Because I'll go and study, like I'm studying this uh, heavily now, but also as I'm shooting this podcast, I go do my research so that I can get better at this. So as I'm doing this, it, part of it is learning and teaching, but you know, over the years, I've definitely, I would say, developed that skill. And I spent a lot of time face to face because once again, we talk about, you know, deliberate practice. Like you don't get better just practicing. It's deliberate practice. It's focused. Like you're, you're actually taking the time out to get better at something. And what we're going to do today, I'm going to give you some, I would say some tips on how to be a better, uh, be better at conversations that you can actually apply, meaning that you can you know, as you go into a conversation today, face to face, you can actually use this and get better. So, you know, you know how to talk and how to listen. There's a lot of advice and, and even stuff that I've said in the past, you know, on how to listen well from looking the person in the eye, you know, nodding, smiling. And if you're looking at the camera, right, you can kind of see what I'm talking about, you know, summarizing what you heard, uh, you know, and forget about all that. It's, it's all shit. And I, I wouldn't say it's all shit, but you know, there's no need to try and show you're paying attention when you're in fact paying attention, right? That that's the biggest kicker, right? We talk about you, you, there's 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 no there's no tactics that you actually need to prove that you're doing that if you in fact are paying attention and everything you know your body language will speak that, right? And um, I'm gonna just show you some things on how to have a better conversa conversation and learn how to have a conversation without wasting your time, be bored or offending anyone. And, you know, the, the, the truth is like awareness is a big thing. So as we go through these, um, you know, as I was studying these, as I was learning these, like I also notice when I do this in conversations and some of the ones that I'm going to talk about, you know, they come up because it's something that I do. But like I said, awareness is the first step. And, you know, uh, I've talked about this before as far as like the four stages, right? First, there's unconscious incompetence, right? So that's the stage where you don't even know that you're doing something that's messing you up. In this case, in the conversation, some of the things that we'll cover. From there, it goes to conscious incompetence, meaning like you start catching yourself like, oh, shit, I just did that. Ooh, you know, I was, oh, I, I interrupted our conversation. I asked them something before they even stopped talking, right? 
So that's, un- that's conscious incompetence. You start becoming aware of the dumb shit you're doing. I'm just going to explain it that way. Um, from there, it goes to conscious competence. Like you're, you're deliberately training, catching yourself and doing the right thing, right? You're training this new skill and you're competent at it, but like you have to really, it, it takes a lot of energy because you have to be uh, conscious and like you have to catch yourself and be aware. And then from there, it moves into unconscious competence, meaning like you have a great skill sets that you developed. You don't even have to think about it. It's a habit, right? So, you know, with that said, uh, if, you know, I'm, I know that you've had conversations before we all had where, you know, left engaged, inspired, like fired up, uh, really connected. Like that's one of the things that, you know, uh, like, for instance, when I come from Oreo event or from one of my events and people go like, man, I, f- I felt I left that conversation, like just really connected to that person. Like we really gelled. Right. But that's uh, in or, or maybe perfectly understood. Like when you were talking about some something that I don't know, was painful, meaningful, uh, important to you. And you felt like you were understood, right? Everybody's had that conversation. Everybody's left a conversation like that and going like, wow, that was like, man, that was powerful. It was, it was fire. Well, that's the thing. Okay. So how do you have more of those conversations? Like maybe not every single one of them, but like, how do you have more of those conversations? Because I'd have you consider that if you have more of those conversations, one life just becomes better. Like that's where, you know, connecting and, and human relationships are the highest reward, which by the way, uh, you know, if, if, if you've studied this, like if you, even if you were to be happy and like, if you were doing work that matters to you, like meaningful work, right. And you were healthy and you know, you had money and you had all these, all these things, but you took away like all the human relationships, you'd be unhappy, right? Human, uh, human relationship is the highest reward for our brains, right? It's the highest reward for our brains because once again, like how do we, do, you know, how do we evolve and be able to beat out other, you know, animals essentially and, and or other tribes as well? Well, because it was community, it was working together, right? It was the collective. And that's why we have such a huge reward center in our brain for relationships, connection. And so, you know, as I'm bringing this back, like this could be a conversation about like, hey, how do you help somebody that you're coaching, um, you know, feel like they're more understood, feel empathy you know, and then end up doing the things that they should be doing to get results. Like that might be one of the things. But beyond that is just being able to have deeper connection, which is so such a big part of a rewarding and fulfilling life. Okay, so with that said, let's let's dig into some of the things that uh, help, I would say, create great conversations. And number one is don't multitask, right? And that doesn't just mean, you know, sitting down the phone, okay, but which by the way, you know, one of the things is like setting down the phone. All right. Now, I also do this, by the way. So I'm, I'm going to like give me myself a like a, a smash in the face. But I've gotten better at it is when you go to a restaurant and you set down the phone, but it's like, you know, it, it's still by your side. Right. I, w- I would strongly suggest you just put it away completely or, or, you know, even worse. I think Simon Sinek said this one time, you know, keeping the phone open. So when there's somebody's calling, you know, you look at the phone, you look at the phone and you go like, I'm not going to get that. Right. As if you're doing somebody a favor. Right. Like, so you want to just put it away and not even have it be in the vicinity. Um, but it's not just that. Right. It means being present, being in the moment, you know, don't not thinking about what you're going to eat that night or the argument that you had or the you know promotion that you're going to go ask for or, you know, how somebody canceled at the gym or something like that. Right. It, it's being so like, if you want to get out of the conversation, like get out of the conversation, but if you're in a conversation, be there, be present. And these are 
they're also the reasons why, um, you know, like one of the things that that, that Martin to, Martin Rooney told me a long time ago, right, was like to be interesting, you have to be interested. It's to be really interested in a person. And, you know, with that, like think think about that, like things like meditation and things like um, that, that help you focus more will help you be more present in conversations also. But it takes up a lot of energy. But when, when I say don't multitask, it really means like not just like things, right? Although that's a very disrespectful thing. If somebody's talking to you and, you know, you're doing stuff and, you know, you're texting and you're on the phone or you, you got your, you know, earplugs in or, or any of those things, right? You know, turn, turn the tables and think how that would feel on your end. Um, but it also means like not thinking about other stuff, right? And really being present in the moment with that person. Um, number, number, number one, number two is don't pontificate on things. So if you wanted to state your opinion, opinion without an opportunity for like argument response, you know, feedback, constructive criticism, you know, if, if that was the case, then the best thing to do is, you know, write a Facebook post or a blog or something like, well, actually, you know what? Facebook posts, people can comment on it, but nonetheless, like if you, you know, don't pontificate if, if you, don't want to have an opinion coming back, right? So enter every conversation assuming that you have something to learn. Man, this is like so important, right? This is one of the the kind of the most powerful, I'd say, statements, right? But like, uh, I think this was uh, uh, Eb Scott Peck. Yes, Eb Scott Peck was the one that said, true listening requires a setting aside of oneself. And that means like setting aside your personal opinion. And if you ever think about like how you come into a conversation and you're steadfast on like this opinion that you have, like you're almost like, you know, a pundit, like you're predictable, like there's there's no budging you, right? Like you're just steadfast in like what you believe in and like you're not open to anything. Um, and, you know, with that one, it's very difficult to have a conversation and it's boring, right? And, you know, assume that you have something to learn, right? I think that's I think that's probably the best sentence that I can put that like assume that you have something to learn right um i think i love bill nye's shows and like bill nye's books but you know bill bill nye said everyone you ever meet knows something that you don't and if you approach a conversation uh with kind of like that frame then the other person always becomes interesting and you're trying to learn right and so pretty much like you know everyone is an expert at something um you know i think that so many times we put ourselves into these boxes and containers and we meet people and we forget that like everyone is really good at something. They have their own experiences, their own wisdom, their own things that they're great at. And, you know, we overshadow them constantly thinking about what we're going to say or how we disagree with them. Like I said, it's like, you know, we're predictable, like we're pundits. We have like all these opinions that can't be budged. And because of that, we can never have a great conversation. Right. It's like just it's like two people butting heads and and, and trying to uh I don't know. It's like it's, it's like yelling at each other, really, even if internally and like going separate ways and nobody learned anything about each other. Nobody kind of gained any wisdom from each other. So, you know, th- think about that. And that's a very, very important point. Uh, number three is u- using open ended questions. Now, I, I've done some podcasts on, you know, uh, on coaching as far as like using open ended questions. But with th- this is so important. But like here's a, a great point is it's almost like taking a, a a note from journalists, or should I say a lesson from the journalist handbook, right? That you start with who, what, where, when, and how. Um, and the thing is, it's like if you put a complicated question, you'll get a simple answer. But for example, like uh, 
you know, were you terrified when that happened to you? And what, what people will do is they'll just answer, on, they'll, they'll focus on the word that stands out, which is terrified, uh, or should I say it's the most powerful word, and they'll just respond, you know, yes or no, or uh, yes, I was, no, I wasn't, you know, uh, were you angry? Yes, I was, you know, uh, did you like it, right? I mean, it's a yes or no answer, but the thing is, like, if you let people describe it, right, because they're the one that ones that know, you ask them things like, you know, what was that like? How did that feel? Right? What, what are you looking for in that? And so the thing is, is like it makes them have to actually think about the things and stop for a moment. Uh, and you're going to get a much more interesting response. But also, like, it's what creates a conversation. Whereas, you know, if you don't have open-ended questions, what ends up happening is stuff just gets like it's like boop and it's done. Right? Yes, no, and it's done. Next question, right? It doesn't really start a conversation. And the next point that kind of like connects with this is um, it's going with the flow. So have you ever like been in a conversation and somebody's speaking and something enters your mind? Now, it could be one of two things. It could just be a thought about something like random. Um, for instance, when I, uh, I bumped into Jessica Alba in an Italian restaurant downtown, which I did, but that might pop into your mind, right? Or it could be, you know, a question that you have for the person, right? But the point is that thoughts are going to come and go, right? And when you're listening to someone, a lot of times, like, a thought can get stuck into your mind, and then you're thinking about the thought or, like, the question you want to ask them, and because of that, you stop listening, right? Uh, and if you think about that, so, like, stories and ideas, they're going to come to you. You need to, like, let them come and let them go, right? Because otherwise, you get, and, and I've seen people, like, when that happened to them and they stopped listening to what I was saying, and I know I've done that many times before, right? But if you kind of become aware of that, that things are going to come and go, and just let them, don't let them get stuck in your head, and you go with the flow, you're going to be much better off, right? And next thing is actually one of the things that I teach my coaches uh, and it, I, I think this is crucial is, and it's not knowing right if you don't know something say that you don't know it right that's that's so crucial right like for instance like people on the radio or TV are, are a little more aware uh, because they're on a the record although I'll, I'll say that that's become less and less because you know people still say a lot of dumb shit um, and even, even though they're on TV or whatever, right? Uh, but always there on the side of caution, right? Talk should not be cheap. And, and if you don't know something, don't pretend like you know it because it actually makes things worse. I think, I think too, like that, you know, what we found is like with coaching is that people appreciate the honesty of you going, ah, you know what? I don't know that. And like, that's kind of like my, uh, my go-to approach is if I don't know something, I'm like, you know what? I don't know that. Let me, you know what? Let me go ask Dan. Like Dan might know this, right? So Dan Swinsko, if we're, we're talking about some type of injury or nagging thing that's going on, you know, I'll take a person over there and we'll discuss. And sometimes he might not even know it, right? Like, and then we're like, you know what? But we're going to dig in and find out. And guess what? I legitimately am going to go and find out. And people love and respect that. Um, I mean, this is just a, you know, example of in the gym because it just, it, it, it rings so true because we've had that happen so many times. Um, I mean, I remember... Uh, one time Jay Wong was like in an orientation and a client was asking him something uh, when they were going through orientation and, and Justin was like, you know what? I, I don't know that. Let me go and ask Luca. And he brought me over 
And they were so appreciative of the fact that, you know, that he wasn't just saying some, oh, yeah, 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 you can do, do this, right? Because obviously our ego and our insecurities make us want to, you know, know everything, right? We want to pretend like we know everything. So we just say like, yeah, this is what it is. Um, so if you don't know that, if you don't know something, say that you don't know it. Um, this next one is, is, is powerful and something I used to do in the past. Uh, and I, I promise you, like, this is one to remember, but it's don't experience, like, don't equate your experiences to the experiences of the other person, right? So if somebody's, you know, lost somebody in their lives, uh, like, don't bring up, you know, how that's similar or how, you know, you've lost someone in, in, in your life, right? Uh, if, if they're talking about trouble with their kids or stuff at work, uh, you know, like going into how you hate your job or how like crazy stuff is happening is it it's not the same okay and like this like I, this comes from a place of you know i thought that like doing that would 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 make you connect to somebody but like trying to pretend like it's the same thing it's not the same all experiences are in, individual they're unique um and and more importantly more importantly okay it's not about you like you don't need to take that moment to to talk about you know, how you've suffered or, you know, how you've overcome stuff or how amazing you are. Um, conversations are not a promotional opportunity. Think about that. Like conversations are not a promotional opportunity. Now, there there are times when that is the case, but, you know, we're talking about conversations between human beings and building relationships, right? Versus, hey, I'm pitching something. I'm you know, I'm having a meeting to, to get a loan from a bank or something else, right? Um, that's a different story, but we're just talking about conversations here. And, and especially like when you're trying to connect with someone, right? Show compassion and empathy. I mean, that's the, the last place that you want to, you know, make that conversation a promotional opportunity or make it about yourself or woe is me and or, you know, how I've overcome something. Like you're there for them. And, um, with that said, like, try not to repeat yourself. Now, uh, you know, repeating yourself has actually, later on when I touch on this, when you're speaking and having a conversation, there's a point to repeating yourself. Um, but what I'm talking about here is, like, it, repeating yourself can be condescending. Uh, and, and it's boring. And, and the thing is, we tend to do it a lot. I've probably done it a couple of times during this podcast. But once again, right, creating awareness. Um, you know, we do it at work. We do it conversations with our kids. We do it. I do it. I know with my team, um, you know, we keep, we have a point to make. So we keep rephrasing it over and over, but it's, it's actually, it doesn't help the conversation and people stop listening when you do that. Um, number nine, this is honestly, well, actually that's not number nine. I, I I skipped along here. Uh, I think this might be number eight here, but this honestly is the, the last one, but the most important one. Um, it, it's the most important skill that you can develop and really like the one that this whole essentially podcast is, is kind of based on and it's like listening, right? It's the most important skill that you can develop. And it was Buddha that said, if your mouth is open, you're not learning, right? And you, you, you ask yourself like, so why don't we listen, right? We, one it's think about this. I've talked about having control, having certainty. Well, you know, we rather talk because because we like to be in control. Uh, you, you know, you don't like you don't want to hear anything that you're not interested in. Uh, it puts you in the center of attention. Uh, it allows you to boost your own identity. Um, you know, 
But and with that said, too, I think that uh, one of the things I talked about, what's one of the, the biggest forms of sedation and one of the biggest forms of sedation is is advice and uh, and judgment. So, of course, to give advice, you have to talk and, you know, to avoid your own, I would say, stuff, right? Nasty stuff or, or, or the own, your own things that you need to deal with. Um, you can sedate by by giving advice. So I think those are all some of the reasons why why we talk but then there's there's also another reason right and that is that the average person talks at 225 words per minute which is i think around about where most people read too um but we can listen up to 500 words per minute so essentially our, our minds are filling you know filling those other 275 words so it takes effort and energy to pay attention and focus on someone and focus on a conversation um, but it, but if you can't, you know, you're not in a conversation. It's just uh, two people shouting out barely related sentences in, in like in, in the same areas, like what I said before, um, where, you know, yeah, you're there. But if 10 minutes afterwards, you know, I was asking you about what the person was talking about, like for most people it would be very hard to actually uh, recollect and, and bring it up because they were somewhere else. Right. So think about that. Right. Um, being like. Being interested in other people is <laughs> is a skill set. Okay, let me put it that way, right? I I can't remember where I heard this, but it's like it's you know it's, it's not about willpower; it's about uh, skill power. And <laughs> I, I, I like I've made this kind of like this sentence a bit of my quote that you know all these different things that we talk about, you know, they're not just like given; they're skill sets, and you can develop them. So if you start assuming that everyone has some, you know, something hidden, something amazing about them, that they're an expert at something, um, you know, keep your mind open and always be prepared to be amazed. Like you'll never be disappointed. Like, think about that, right? If you're prepared to be amazed, you'll never be disappointed. And uh, I think it was, uh, I, c- I can't remember which, which book I was reading, but it was talking about, you know, if, if you come, if you ask somebody like, hey, how's your day going? Or, you know, how's your day been? Most people can like start focusing on like all the crappy stuff that's been going on in their day. But if you if you come in and say, hey, what, what's what what's something exciting that's happened to you today? Right. They're going to find that exciting thing. That, I mean, they're, they're going to search for it. Right. And same thing here. Like if you go into it in the frame of an assumption uh, to be amazed, to learn something about someone, you know, to to extract somebody's wisdom and, you know, find out what they're an expert in. You're always going to be amazed. Period. And so with that said, we're going to have to, you know, split uh, split this one into a couple of different pieces because uh, I know we're on a time crunch today. But using those tools to become better at conversations, um, you know, I do I do think it's the missing factor. I do think it's the missing link in pretty much just about any business. Right. I mean, if you're in a service oriented business like like this should be something you practice. I think this should be something that's put in schools like in and and obviously built as a skill set throughout because guess what like you're always talking communicating with people in one way or another and it, and it's a transferable skill to just about every area but use these uh, i would say points and become aware just in your coming conversations and just try to stop yourself like i said cuz you're not going to you know like all the ones that i that i uh that i mentioned you're not going to be able to just go like oh remember all of those and do them all the time but the whole point is, is to start becoming aware of each one of those and start imp- and then deliberately practicing to get better at it. 
And I promise you that a lot of things in life become better. One, you build deeper relationships. You get to know more about people. You learn more, right? You actually are able to, um, I would say, influence people in a positive direction as well. Because once again, empathy, vulnerability, people opening up and actually being able to take what you're speaking on, um, which we'll touch on in the next time, but take what you're speaking on and, uh, and rolling with it and actually applying it. So with that said, you know, Coach Luca is going to be out. As with anything, if you do not apply this, it doesn't matter, right? All these podcasts are meant to be, hey, if there's a nugget, extract that nugget, apply that nugget, and every week just become better, right? So instead of us, you know, it just being rah-rah and like, you know, go do it, you can do it, right? It's not about that. It's about building skill power, building skill sets. Because those are the things that last a lifetime. And just like when we talk in nutrition coaching about building skill sets so you can change sustainably how you look, feel, perform, it with the, these are skill sets of life. Same thing. Practice them. Go and do something with it. And by next week, you'll be better. I'll see you next time. Peace out.